Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. Hannah B? Hannah B? Madison? What are you saying? Hannah Ann. She's an angel on earth. Oh my God. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Lee Blickley. Look, bud, we got to talk about how you're feeling, bud. But I just want to make one thing clear, bud. Bring her home. Bud, I didn't feel much of anything for the women this season, bud. But let me tell you, bud, the most dramatic finale in Bachelor history had me feeling a whole lot of sympathy for Hannah Ann, bud. That was a doozy, bud. So... Today we have a little treat before we dive into the recap. Another bud we need to call. Our best bud, Claire. We talked to her actually after we recorded the recap, but look, if The Bachelor can fuck around with continuity, why can't we? So we're going to throw that in up top. And now, our dear, dear bud and her small son. So before we get started, we have a very, very, very special guest. The most special like, guest. Like, well, would you? I wouldn't even call it a guest. Uh, she's just the that thing that you feel the absence of constantly when you listen to this podcast. Let's welcome Claire Fallon back to the pod. Claire, how are you? Oh my God, you guys! It's so good to be back. Oh, my God, Claire, like, how do you feel about Peter? I know you've had a child, but the important things is The Bachelor. I think of Peter as one of my children also, my my failed son. Uh, my your good, poorly my, raised son. My poorly, I have a good son, my, my small son, and then I have my large failed son, Peter. Um, Peter really, really had a rough season guys i i didn't quite see this coming 
Yes. I know, right? We're like, oh, we're just handing it over to Lee for a smooth ride with a bland white man. I've said many times, Claire, that, you know, out of all the seasons for me to recap, this one was surely the best. <laughs> I mean, it was eventful. You've got to say that. Sure None of the was. events really make narrative sense. But there are a lot of them. That's true. There things did occur. Sentences ish were spoken. <laughs> exactly. Some of them by Peter. Some. Um, okay. So not, how would, not any of the good ones. How would you rate his performance as Bachelor? Uh, is there a scale that you like, guys use? On a scale of Juan Pablo to Ben Higgins. I mean, we're at Juan Pablo levels, right? I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I think he might be worse than Juan Pablo. I think that Peter has messed up a season as badly as I've ever seen a lead mess up a season without being malicious. Like, Juan Pablo was kind of a dick. Peter's not really a dick. He's just really bad at being the bachelor. Oh, and exactly. I kind of, yeah, he just can't make decisions. It's he, And he doesn't know how to, like, articulate his feelings. He's always kind of being insensitive to the women in ways that seem not badly intentioned, but just really easy to avoid. Yeah, I think he is a actually a worse bachelor than Juan Pablo, but of course a better person. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad person. But it, whenever they start the season, you know, they always bring in the old bachelors and they act like, you know, they give him the, the, the tough love and the advice. And they say, oh, it's going to be so difficult. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. You really want to do right by, you know, the show and these women. And I'm always like, oh, come on. Like, how hard can it be to be The Bachelor? And Peter's really done the service of revealing how how hard it probably is. Because without meaning to, he has really, really like, run it into the ground. Oh, he no. truly needed Sean Lowe's advice. <laughs> he really like, did. He did. Man. Where was Ben Higgins this season, I know. I really Ugh. thought Peter would be like Ben 2.0, but... Um, so did we all. But no. Now, no. Claire, too, what did you think about the women on the season? That's, that feels like a leading question, Lee. <laughs> uh, did you, you know, have any you know that I You know that I haven't loved this season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not like we haven't talked to Claire at all yeah. since she had the baby. Yeah. We talked to her every Monday Every night. Monday. But Claire, like <laughs> yeah. any bright spots or any women that you thought, hmm... I can sense a glimmer of personality here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kelly seemed cool. Uh, remember Kelly? That was like <laughs> brief, but beautiful flame. Um, some of the women who left really early seemed like they might have been interesting, but Peter did not feel the same way. For the most part, it really seems like they leaned really heavily into the pool of sort of aspiring influencers who might also go on a show like Love Island. And that's not the Bachelor vibe. It's really screwing with the whole feel of the show. The way they interact with each other is very mean and unpleasant. The drama feels really canned. And none of them seem to genuinely like Peter that much. So, like, I feel like they, they kind of messed up the casting this season by going so young and so sort of airbrushed. Oh, yeah. And how do you feel about... uh our new fair bachelorette, which you you will be back in the office for. 
Oh, I'm so excited for Claire, although it will be confusing. This Claire season. on Claire. It will be. For me. <laughs> You're going to need to stop referring to yourself in the third person. I'm sorry. Which is my favorite way to refer to myself. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Claire is going to be probably the oldest woman to ever appear on screen on The Bachelor, except for the, you know, sometimes they have those elderly couples that give advice. <laughs> And I think aside from that, Claire will be the oldest. And I just, I never thought they would do it. I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm sort of impressed. I know. Yeah, so I'm we. so excited. We were just excited they didn't choose any of the women from this season to be the Bachelor. Oh God! No, you have to, you have to think that they also sort of looked at this season and they were like, uh, this didn't go as we hoped. <laughs> and like Claire is, is not only like is she older and definitely ready to settle down, but She's always clearly been really easy for production to work with, sometimes to her own detriment, um, as with the raccoon, famous raccoon edit. Um, and she's always been very chill when they've done things like that to her. Um, and so I think they probably anticipate having a really fun season for them to work on as well. Oh, absolutely. And she just, I mean, we've talked about this, but she knows how to give a monologue like oh, no yeah. other just like She's a gonna shoot these vicious guys down. takedown monologue oh yeah I think it's going to be a step up I think all of Peter's highlights this season have been um, more sort of verbal gas rather than the good speeches just a lot of what's on my heart what's on your heart I love your what heart is on his heart I don't know but it's beautiful there was one episode where he was trying to be extremely romantic and he told a woman that like he his feelings were as strong as a million jillion stars. Jillion, a like, jillion. Jillion really brings me out of the moment there. <laughs> yeah, he also uh, last night just pointed to a rock and said, "I hope our love is as strong as that." <laughs> that rock over that there. That rock over there, yonder in the distance. I see a <laughs> rock. Yeah, that's our love for Ooh-la-roo. sure. Our our love was that tall building, and now it's that rock over there. Our love is whatever object is in front of me. It's very hard. Their love is Australia. (laughs) Their love is the outback. Their love is the ocean. It's all of these things. Okay, Claire, we need need to get into two things. First, I need your reaction to Barb. Is this the type of mother you aspire to to be? (laughs) To your small son? From now on? I was I was really torn watching Barb because she's not wrong, you know. She and Maddie later uh, admitted that she agreed that that Maddie and Peter are not a good match. They have very few things in common. They would make each other miserable. But I mean, I don't think it's really appropriate to sob to your child. Please marry this specific person that he clearly doesn't really want to marry. Um, which is why, even though Peter is quite close with his mother, obviously, he eventually told her she was being insane. And I had to say, like, in that moment, I was like, Peter, that was a fair reaction. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the most relatable and likable Peter has been. Being like, Mom, stop. stop. Mom. You've got to stop this. Like, she's producer gold because she had such strong reactions. So much, so many tears that in previews it looked like something much more dramatic was happening yes. than actually happened. And then you get to it and you're like, that's why she was crying because she met Hannah Ann for five minutes and thought she seemed really nice. But Claire, she's an angel on earth, Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Oh my God. 
Also, I can't imagine as a mom, like going all in on like, you definitely need to marry this girl. She's perfect. What if, what if that girl turns out to suck and I've thrown all my maternal credibility, you know, in on her. That is a danger. Yeah. Okay. Second thing we need to get into, uh, I want your predictions for the final episode, which will be airing tonight. Like what we ended on a cliffhanger. What do you think is going to happen in this beautiful love heart journey? Well, I think there are two pretty clear ways this could go. One is that uh, Maddie could come back. I forgot her name for a second because I barely know who these people are. (laughs) Maddie could come back and be like, I made a mistake. I'm sure we can make it work. Um, And she would come back like on proposal day as Peter is preparing to propose to Hannah Ann or Hannah Ann could leave uh, as well. Or Peter could also break up with Hannah Ann and then pursue Maddie because we're definitely going to see Maddie again. Oh, yes, Um, As Chris Harrison informed us and also as we've now seen in a clip that, that aired on GMA that they are actually back in the States when Chris meets up with Madison. Yeah. So there, there are only like so many ways this could play out. Right. I, I guess part of me is sort of hoping that, uh, that Hannah Ann just leaves um, because that would be unprecedented, yeah. but it'd be hard not it. to feel bad for Peter. I know. <laughs> but, he just might end up how alone. great would that be? Look, I think I would love to see that. It would be, be truly different. Why did we watch the season? <laughs> I don't know, because either way, he should not be with either of those women. So regardless of whether he's like still entangled with one of them, he should not be with them. Yeah. Claire, do you see that? You know, he's clearly in love with Madison. There's no doubting that. And he's kind of just dragging along Hannah Ann for the fun of it. We just feel like he's just not that into her. What do you it's think? It's such a weird season because I can't I like I believe that Peter loves Madison. I haven't seen any of that develop. You know, you do, we don't know their relationship very well. Um, and so I'm like, why does he love Madison? Mostly what I've seen them do is watch his parents do a vow renewal and argue about having sex. <laughs> and then there's Hannah Ann who claims to really love Peter deeply, but it's hard for me to believe that. Like, that seems out of nowhere, too. So, like, it doesn't all, it doesn't really mesh together to me as uh, into something resembling reality. Like, like Hannah Ann spent the whole, her whole date with his parents, like, crying and being like, I just want you to know how much I love him. And I was like, you do? Like, where did this come from? I don't know. Yeah, we've I mean, this is the problem with this season as a whole is that we made it like all the way through and we have learned so little about About any of these women, about the substance of their relationships with Peter for the most part. But can we think back to the first episode with Hannah B and we all thought the season was just going to be ideal before? Well, before we let you go, can you you want to give everyone a, a little life update about you and your small son? Oh, yeah. Uh, So Max is 12 weeks now, and uh, he's enormous. Uh, (laughs) He loves to eat, and and he has a little cough right now. So so we're we're having a fun day. But 
uh, it's been really, it's been really great. It's been a really different thing to do. <laughs> Fun adventure, as Lee knows. Oh, motherhood um, is just a. He it does is. Have it's really... the joy of your life, but it is yeah. very. It's difficult in those beginning months. It, so I feel for you, but it's also it's really hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to swing him in daycare and be back for Claire's <laughs> season. Of course. Oh man, he has some great cheeks, though. Oh, they just so keep cute. growing. They're great. He does. And he's, he's the a cutie. tiniest little Bachelor fan. Yeah. Yes. He watches carefully every week. He yeah. has a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I saw him in his cute little here to make friends onesie. He's just repping the podcast wherever he goes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. He doesn't know he's been born into Bachelor Nation royalty. <laughs> oh, and it's one of those, you know, one day he's going to be like, what is it like to not grow up? in the midst of Bachelor Nation. You know, it's the only thing he'll ever know. So, <laughs> lucky kid. Truly. Well, Claire, <laughs> we are so excited to catch up with you. Thank you for coming on and calling in. And uh, we can't wait to see you back in the office. I know. To recap Claire, I can't wait to listen to you and Emma recap Claire Crawley's season. Yes, and you'll join us, I'm sure, of course. Of course. Oh, just but a little sidekick. <laughs> you guys have been doing such a great job it's so nice to be able to listen every week even though i can't be there oh well, we love you we can't wait to see yeah, you yeah we love you we love you too yeah, max hope you guys <laughs> <laughs> he loves you guys too so bud um i'm sorry i mean lee let's let's just get into it we have so much to discuss let's dive into part one shall we <laughs> I mean, we got to bring her home. Oh. Wait, <laughs> let's get into that. Were you surprised that her is Hannah Ann? Yes. I was shocked. Truly shocked. I was like, who was her this whole season? And then out of everyone, I had a list. By Hannah Ann, do you mean um, an angel on, on Earth? Earth? In disguise, perhaps. Uh, dropped in by God in front of Peter. But it was nice that we finally uh, got that reveal. We got one answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of great content. A lot of great content, a lot more questions. Yes. I Wow. We have so much to talk about. So we're back in Australia. We see some kangaroos. There's lizards. As Peter says, a lot of unknown uh, in Alice Springs. It looked uh, lovely. Yeah. They're in the outback. Uh, Peter, we need to talk about Peter's style in this episode. Yeah. Um, how it was did, abysmal. How, yeah, I was going to say, I did not feel it at all. Again, I didn't feel Peter much this episode. No, but, but look, I love a man in a, a salmon pink shirt, but this just wasn't it. He looked very preppy in a way that harkened back to 2005 for me. I don't see Peter having a set style. I feel like, you know, he looks great in his nice navy blue fitted suits. But when it comes to just his day wear, I'm not seeing like, what really about, like, a trend. His skinny jeans. Like this just felt, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It felt like he stepped right out of either my like high school yearbook yeah. or like a Newport, Rhode Island mansion. I, it was. He just didn't know what to wear in Australia, it just seemed. What do, what do you wear? What do you wear in Do better. <laughs> but Peter is in love with two women and. He will have to say bye to one of the women who has touched him forever. Let's be clear. Only one of them has touched him. (laughs) 
And it wasn't Madison. It wasn't Madison. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. (laughs) Well, you know what? Good thing for us and good thing for Peter is his family is here. And they are the ones that clearly make all of the decisions in his life. I just want to say that if we learned one thing this episode, it's that Peter desperately needs to move out of his parents' house. Yeah. Or desperately needs to stay in order to advance in any way in life. No, (laughs) no. He needs to move out. He is too enmeshed with his family. Your family should not know how many times you are at the club. At the line dancing club. (laughs) Both. Multiple kinds of clubs for Pete. How much sex you have. You know, maybe uh, if your brother knows, that's one thing. If your parents know, it's a little bit of another. I think there needs, look, like many people, I've spent years in therapy (laughs) learning how to draw boundaries. And it's a great skill. Yeah. It's a great skill and it makes your relationships a lot better. And the first boundary needs to do that is to move out. (laughs) Yeah. Move out of your parents' house. (laughs) And maybe move in with one of these women who might might no. not become your wife because I'm a little concerned, but we'll get there. Okay, I want to ask you something. Do you think that Peter and either of these women are a good match? No, I don't. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> him and Madison are clearly just not compatible. They love each other, but that's not going to get them anywhere in the long run. And the whole entire episode, I just felt for Hannah Ann in a way I hadn't felt for any of the women this entire season because it's very clear that he's just not that into her. He's trying to convince himself to be, but his choice is Maddie, and it's always going to be Maddie, and poor Hannah Ann is just yeah, it's not it. Not it, and I think ultimately, and we will discuss our predictions for tonight, but... You know, it it seems like we're heading for some sort of Maddie comes back storyline. He goes back and begs for for Maddie storyline. And I just I think the whole thing is sort of a tragedy. Yeah. Like this is just a guy who wants to find love so badly, wants it to work in this way so badly. And fundamentally is just has two women left who seem lovely, but are I don't think either are really a great match with him Mm -hmm. especially because as you said he's simply just not as into hannah ann he's trying to convince himself that she is the one but if he doesn't feel it then he just doesn't feel it it. just because mom says that you should be with hannah ann the angel on earth doesn't mean you should uh also did we think that it was a little bit weird that Peter like walks into his family's home and after of course barb appropriately hyperventilates a little (laughs) peter's like Look, uh, Madison didn't want me to fuck other women, so it's a roadblock for us. (laughs) They're just sitting there getting into a deep discussion about Madison's personal choices. Uh, It it felt a little weird for me. I get that you want to maybe talk it out because it's something that's really big that's happening in his life right now, and it's going to lead to him trying to make some decisions, but it just felt awkward. It's a lot of disclosure of, about this person you're dating to your parents. But on the other hand, I also, it is such a sticking point in their relationship that, like, if he wanted advice, he kind of had to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Madison has sort of created the situation also. I don't know. It was I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. It definitely felt like a thing you wouldn't normally be disclosing first thing to your parents. Yeah. But then again, they did meet her way back when. Way back when. <laughs> yeah. And and I could just see Barb's face darkening as she hears. She's like, no woman 
will control my son's yeah. sex drive. <laughs> he must have as much sex as he needs. Nights. I mean, four times in a row in a windmill. Which also, and we look, clapped for him live on that after show. They I are stand, sex positive I parents. I stand a sex positive family. Yeah. Into um, that. And you know what? It's the truth. Like, Peter needs to maybe see that they are not going to align on this. Especially when, uh, like we mentioned, he's line dancing at the clubs. And he likes to bring some girls home to his parents' house every <laughs> once Apparently. in a while. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, so oh, what else I love, too, when they met uh, before they met Hannah Ann, Peter sitting with his parents and describing her to them. And he says, Hannah Ann is pure, oh beautiful innocence combined with all the confidence in the world. Biggest sweetheart you'll ever meet. And his dad goes, that's the way like the way you describe her is like you. you. And he goes, I know. Right. So this <laughs> is the other little issue I have with his relationship with his family. His parents clearly think that their son is perfection. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get that a lot of parents probably see their children that way. But that's a lot of pressure to put on a potential partner. And also, like, people aren't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, no no one is perfect. Hannah Ann is not perfect. Peter is not perfect. Mm. And I just, I, I worry that that is the expectation they are holding both their son and his potential partners too. Yeah, you know, maybe because their their son Jack is nearly perfect. So <laughs> they're trying to make sure Peter can stack up. Uh, but no, I totally agree with that. And it's hard for them to see um, any of his faults, really. They're kind of comparing the girls based on um, like them alone instead of bringing Peter kind of into the equation and how maybe he has tampered with some of uh, their love stories. Uh, yeah. I also think, though, they do seem to really be, and we'll get into this, but I do see, think that they seem to be thinking about how Peter would mesh with them. Yes. But in this way where it's like, no, they don't think any changes should occur. Mm -hmm. So it, it was tough. But Hannah Ann is first up. She looks really cute. She She's does. in this wonderful floral yellow dress. I think her style has really improved has. as the season's gone on. Peter's hasn't. Hers has. Right. She's already immediately emotional, which I also think Barb, like, relates. Oh, yeah. She walked in, like, crying. Right. And then Barb could cry. It's, like, it's perfect for Barb. And Hannah Ann is just, like, what I want out of this day is for Peter's family to understand how much I love Peter. And maybe this is where my weirdness about the family comes in is that, again, of course, this would be something that would be really appealing to them. But if you're so, if it's just about... Is this person proving enough that they love my child without any demands on him? Yeah. Like, I, I think that that can obscure other things that might not make them a good match. Namely, like, Peter just not being that into it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she immediately sits down and she's just... Again, with the romance novel lines, it's just, I'm proud to be a part of him and be with him. This is so real for me. Uh, Peter's parents even decide, like, I see you and me and them. Ugh. And so, yeah, it seems it seems Barb thinks that she was Hannah Ann uh, in her younger life. And then and Hannah Ann will grow up to be Barb. Yeah. yeah. And that that's good for Barb because she'll fit in. I get I get wanting that. But again, like boundaries. Yes. Boundaries. 
Barb pulls Hannah Ann aside. She's like, I'm looking for someone who's going to just love my son and be there for him, which is lovely. And I like that she said, you know, it's important that you not change each other, just grow together and make each other better. And I thought that was a, a lovely sentiment. Again, anyone is going to change because change is part of life and you yeah. are certainly going to change in a relationship. But it felt like she was speaking to, you know, not not try to mold someone into something they are not in order yeah. to to fit the relationship. Yeah, fundamentally change someone. Right. It's very different than, you know, changing habits changing or some changing of your habits. coping mechanisms yeah. or changing putting the this toilet seat styles. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh and Hannah's like I want to be all in. Barb is just and Barb is all in. Like oh, Barb Peter is, is not all in, but Barb is into Hannah and then we see Peter's dad, who's also named Peter. Yes. Chat with Hannah Ann. Peter is the only... Uh, Peter Sr. is lovely. <laughs> Great mustache. He's very good looking, but the chain, you know, I'm not into <laughs> chains, but I'll allow it for Peter's dad. Oh, yeah. It was a bold <laughs> statement, to say the least. And Peter's dad is like, look, we were apprehensive because Peter really got his heart broken, you know, during Hannah, Hannah B's season. And Hannah Ann's like, you know, I'm taking this really seriously. I see a future with Peter. And Peter has given her the gift of understanding what it's like to love someone. He's my partner. We laugh together. I will be happy with him. But also, we cry together. Like, Yeah, great. I don't know what that means. And Pete's jazz, he, again, he's, he's lapping it up. He loves it. He's like, she's genuine. And I think she, she is. She is. She loves my son. Um, and Hannah Ann even admits, which was a little scary for me, that it was love at first sight with Peter. Um, she dives in. And you know what? When she says something like that, the parents are just going to latch on and be like, she's the one. This is it. Um, but his dad can see that his son is in anguish and that he's torn, as we can all see, because he is in love with Madison. And that's just how it is. Uh, but his parents are really fighting for Hannah Ann. Just from the get-go. Oh, yeah. The fam is all in. I, I like Peter's dad's sensitivity. It's sweet. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, they're like, we can see, you know, Peter can see Hannah Ann becoming a part of the family. The family can see Hannah Ann becoming part of the family. And he's like, look, I love Hannah Ann, but I'm going to see Madison tomorrow. Yeah. Which to me says, he doesn't really... I think he might love Hannah Ann. I don't think yeah. he's in love in love with Hannah Ann. No. I the fact he that he's already moving on to the... He's thinking ahead while their date is still happening just shows you that Hannah Ann is not on the forefront of his mind right now. So Chris Harrison cues us up and he's like, guys, what you're about to see is going to be so different. So emotional. I mean, it brutal, was a, baby. It was a brutal conversation. <laughs> I was like, is this so different than other brutal conversations? No, not that different. But, you know, they just got to keep that live show going, which why? Why do we need a live show? It's terrible. It's just, it looks, yeah. Also, uh, apparently my friend Madeline was there in the audience, like right behind Chris Harrison, which somehow I did not catch until, until uh, I looked on Instagram this morning and saw all of these screenshots of her directly oh behind God. Chris Harrison. So your good shout friend out, is right there. Shout out you Madeline. It was too shout much out. drama to yeah, notice. I was too this is what happens. I miss essential details when I'm taking notes. But back in Australia, <laughs> Maddie and her just look. 
this is not a knock against Madison. I just, I want someone to help her with her mascara. Yeah. It's distracting. It's just not great. It's distracting. And again, look, I need someone to help me learn how to use eyeshadow. So I'm, this is not, it's not a judgment. It's just the under eyelash. There's just two, there could be a few fewer layers. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe. She's so beautiful. After watching this season, she might have switched up her makeup. I'm sure all of us would make some real yeah. Changes to our face routines after <laughs> watching our pores be zoomed in on a national television. But yeah, it is distract. The lashes were distracting, were distracting during these very important conversations. I also want to note for anyone who's who listened to our uh, live show podcast recapping uh, season one of The Bachelor that Madison's outfit was very season one, 2002 vibes. Like she shows up in a <laughs> black tank top knit turtleneck. turtleneck. In Australia, where it's it's, warm? it's quite warm. Yeah, um, the sleeveless turtleneck is just—it was—it's a real throwback. It's back. I remember Amanda saying like that was her go-to, the the sleeveless turtleneck. Yeah, we've come full. Maybe circle. with a little cardigan. <laughs> so they, it's Peter and Maddie sit down, and Peter's like, "How are you doing?" And she, she is not doing well. Narrator voice, not good. No, and we knew that Peter wasn't really doing too well either, considering his family kept asking him, like, what are you conflicted about, bud? Like, let's bud? figure this out, bud. Bud? I didn't know Peter's You know we love bud. you, bud. We only want the best for you, bud. It's, So again, the bud Peter is already weighing on his mind when he goes into this conversation with Madison, who he's so excited to see, but it's very clear up front that she is torn. She's and this struggling. Is, this is tough because I thought I thought that this whole episode, Madison was quite articulate and I respected her yes. not just falling in line with the structure of the show and, and sticking to her guns, even if, you know, her worldview is not one that I can relate to at all, which like certainly we I don't imagine Madison and I would agree on much. Um <laughs> I I can't but, imagine. But that. I, I respect I respect her being being honest um oh, because yeah. i do think that the things that they are confronting in the few conversations we see in this episode are things that will present would and will present real problems for them long term if they if they are trying to date outside of this and you can even see her growth from when she first brought this all I was up kind of in the yeah. and couldn't you know express herself or what she was trying to say and now after watching last night i'm like she gets it now. She's definitely been sitting with her thoughts, what she needs to get out, what she needs to tell Peter, and she's very eloquent with the way she she puts it before this. And so she date. says, she's like, you know, I'm I've been hurt and frustrated. I know it was your journey, but I wanted you to understand the gravity of of that week and what it what I was okay with. And she's like, I didn't ask you for anything until then, and I felt like you put your needs way above mine, and that was hurtful. Yeah, uh, she says he put his feelings, his needs, his wants above her own. Which, and you know, I'm conflicted about whether I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's tough, and I don't think she was totally clear. And I also think this is, again, one of those no-win situations where, like, both of their needs are valid. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that you can't actually, in this situation, there was no way to meet both Peter's needs and Madison's needs. No, and again, she wasn't clear. So Peter is still a bit confused. He's learned more since that first talk. But this is now retroactive. Exactly. Like, it already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was it was 
tough to watch. And she also throws in that when they were up on that building in the morning of their overnight date or what would have been their overnight date, she, quote, literally looked into his eyes and I was like, if he gets on one knee, I'm saying yes. Yeah. Which right there again, gives Peter that validation that he's always searching for is that, yes, she would have said yes to a proposal, which means she might still say yes. And then she tells him that she knew in that moment she was in love with him. This is all he needs to hear. This is the only thing that Peter seems to really take away from this conversation. You know, he's he's apologizing to her a lot. He's like, you know, and he points out, look, I get where you're coming from, but also you were making these demands of me but I don't even know how you feel about me. Like you were the only one who hasn't essentially said that you're, you would go through with this and that you're in love with me. Um, And then he says it was kind of an ultimatum. It was an ultimatum. Uh And I, I don't disagree. I don't think she wanted to give him an ultimatum or control what he was doing, but she wanted, she wanted it to end up so that her needs were met. And again, that's like a, an understandable desire. Yeah. But not one that's necessarily super understanding of the position Peter is in. Is in. Yeah. And she says, you know, she wanted to validate him, but she couldn't because she didn't know yet because of all this that's been going on. And she tells him at this point she's hanging on by a thread, which Peter, to hear that about his number one woman, uh, is probably unraveling a little bit. Yeah. And at this point she starts crying and Peter starts whispering, and he's like, I don't want you to go. Oh, God. I want us to get through this. Please don't leave me. You just have to meet me halfway. And this Which is when I started is to— true. Yeah. This is when I started to just feel bad for both of them again. Oh, yeah. It's just torturous. Um, and then I also noticed that there was a ring on Maddie's finger, which you did some little, uh, little research yeah, about. Yeah, so Madison is wearing a ring— um, which people were able to zoom in on um, during the during this when she has her head in her hands yes. crying. To me, it looked very Lord of the Rings-esque. And it, it has Hebrew on it. And it says, what you could see says, Vidodi Li. And this is part of a, a Hebrew phrase that's, that's a, often a part of... Um, Jewish weddings and a part of Jewish wedding marriage contracts. Ani lidodi vidodi li. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. And this was, and I'm not sure what the connotations of that are in the context of um, evangelicals. You know, as a Jew, I was just interested in what this means to her in the context of her faith. And it I don't know. I had a, a baseline feeling that was a little bit weird, but I'm also sure that this means something um, emotional and important to her. And I would just be curious to understand more. Yeah. And I guess that's all I'll say on on that. In this conversation, she finally uh, kind of admits that love isn't the issue here for them. Which um, I agree. Yes. Uh, there, She's starting to see that there are other underlying things that make them not so compatible, but love isn't it. Uh, But she also then says uh, that this is the part of the journey that's supposed to be the best. And she's kind of struggling with that too, is that why are they having all these problems right now when it's supposed to be like 
happiness and love and vacationing. I don't think she's watching. Tweets. She's watched this show before. It's a lot of emotional yeah. turmoil always. And I'm just like, you shouldn't have your expectations set that high, honey. You're on The Bachelor, but but I do understand. Yes, and they talk about how they're fighting for this, and he seems to eventually kind of win her over because she admits that that she loves him and he's just like well I'm smiling now I've decided I guess we're done with this conversation yeah. and uh, love can conquer all and he's like let's go see my family we're good now yep after she's just like I don't give up I fight for what I believe in I'm loyal to a fault I'm protective of my own people but she loves him so that must mean I'm that she's going to protect me. She's going to be loyal to me. She loves me. Let's go. Let's go meet Barb and Pete. And I think Peter is just so desperate to have this work. It's like he's he's like, let's just table this conversation in which you have expressed some like very deep reservations about our relationship. And he's like, you know what? I have zero worries with Madison, which I just felt delusional. It was crazy. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we break down a whole lot more from night one of the Bachelor finale. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or 
Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. 
It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to night one of Pilot Pete's finale. Finally, she she heads in to re-meet the parents. And they must have been talking for a long time because the first thing Pete says is, like, apologize to his parents for keeping them waiting. Yeah. So it must have been a, a while. A long time. And you know what? As soon as they get in... Let's just talk about that roadblock about this relationship. Yeah, Let's he's, move past He's the... like, you know, we just had to talk about our relationship. And Peter's dad is like, so what is this roadblock? Yeah. And me. so Madison, they already know, but Madison is now forced to recount that she had voiced to Peter that it would be hard to feel good about continuing to move forward with him if he were to sleep with someone else. But she does love him and she sees a future with him. And Jack is not impressed. Peter's brother is just like, what? What? He's like, my brother loves to bone. Yeah. What is happening here? Peter Uh, Sr. is definitely a little more understanding. You know, he says to the camera, like, Madison's in a really tough position today with us. Yeah, talking about her sex life. That's not existent. You can tell it's strained. And he thinks he can see why Peter is in love with her because she's delightful. I really, really loved that kind dad Pete Sr. energy. Yeah, he really... To both women, was he's just really so gracious and kind, and uh, pays them compliments. It's nice. He does ask Madison, which I think is fair. He's like, you know, do you really see you and Peter being compatible? Which is a fair question. And she's like, you know, there are a lot of differences. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, do those differences bother you? And this is where she says, you know, I've told him that my faith is my whole world, and my whole life and that Peter shared with her that he could grow into that. And she's been, she admits that she's kind of been clinging to that, which Mm -hmm. is, I think what as uh, in, as viewers we have sensed. Yes, absolutely. Because Peter told her that he might not be as religious as she is, but he can definitely get there and grow into that role of being the faith leader uh, of their future family. Um, And it was interesting for her to, admit that especially to his dad that that's the one thing that's kind of keeping her in this is that she can see potential with peter but um, that he'd have to make a lot of changes sacrifices to meet, to meet what she needs out of a relationship and i i think that's just something that's really tough 
Yeah, and she talks about how, you know, she wants to grow with a partner in a relationship. But to her, I'm kind of sensing that growing means changing, like completely changing. You want to grow with someone. And look, people make things work. People do convert. They develop religious beliefs. You've seen with, you know, Sean Lowe and Catherine. Mm -hmm. Catherine was not particularly religious, though she did, I think, have some connection to spirituality and faith maybe similar to Peter, and she has become much more observant. So, like, I'm not saying that... And there are people who obviously become less observant for a relationship, but that that really needs to be on the individual person and whether they feel like that would be true to them. And I think in most cases, that is very difficult to do. Yes. Um, Especially in this case. I just can't... Because I don't think that Madison is willing... And nor should she have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, lessen her observance or yeah. her faith. And I think it's hard when when it requires one person to do that much changing. It's just a, it's a very tough sell, especially because they are both really young. Yeah. I mean, Peter's emotionally very young. Madison is, is very young. <laughs> She's 23. And she seems emotionally more mature than Peter and more realistic. She, you know, even cries to Pete Sr. She's like, you know, I just really do want what's best for Peter. And he deserves the love that he wants and, and that he needs. needs. Yeah. Then we see Jack and Peter chatting. Which and this was a very telling. This was incredible. <laughs> telling conversation. Obviously, you're very physical in relationships is what Jack tells Which Peter. is true. I also, I forgot to note in the Hannah Ann date, Peter in front of the family is just like, nuzzling and making out with her shoulder the whole time. It's like he's a very physical touch is very important to him. It's his love language. And so Jack asks Pete, like, could you actually not have sex for a while if you choose Maddie? And Pete Pete is aghast. He's like, of course. He's like, of course I can. He was like, how rude. What do you think? Look, I do think that that this is a thing that he could choose. I don't think it's like that crazy to be like, I'm going to hold off on having intercourse for yeah. a while. He's like, we can have a short engagement and we can... Yeah, and then we can bone again. Um, but but I do think what Jack was sort of speaking to is not just could you wait to have sex for a few months, but that sex is a big part of what is important to yeah. Peter and, that, and, and what determines compatibility. And so to not be able to find that out, yeah. that, is, that is tough. And that's a... Concern. I also appreciated that Jack said the word sex yeah. on The Bachelor. Yeah. Because we so, we we speak in so many euphemisms yeah. on this show. Pete, can you be pure for all those right. months? Uh, yeah. He just said it. He also, <laughs> Jack is like, Peter, you love to go dancing. You're out at the club. Like, is your lifestyle really compatible with Madison's? And, and he's just like, you know what? My week, maybe my weekends can be different. Like, you know, like, we you are know, different, but you we're know. different. And I, I think again, this does speak to how different they really are. Like, what they are doing for fun is very different. Peter likes to party. He likes to go out and drink. Madison doesn't drink. Does not drink at all. Yeah. And again, none of these things on their own. It's like, it's not that someone who doesn't drink can't be with someone who does. It happens all, all the, the time. time. But you're stacking up thing after thing after thing that just speaks to this fundamental difference in worldview, in community, in the way that they conduct their daily lives. Yeah. And that is a lot to ask of both of them. Absolutely. And and even if you consider that, how important family is to Maddie, there's no way she's going to leave. 
And family's very Auburn. important to Peter, too. Exactly. And there's no way he's going to leave California. Uh, and also, could he? I mean, I guess with his job, he could move to another Delta hub. Yeah. He could go to Atlanta or something. But I don't know if he'd want to. Right. Like, I don't it's, know. It's pretty much his his family is his life and her family is hers. So, again, just another, there's just a long list of things that just prove, yes, love is there. But a lot of the other stuff is just not. And this is tough on Peter because this is where you start to see his family just standing for Hannah and Jack's like, I'm confused. There's a perfect girl on one side and then there's Madison with a bunch of red flags. Like, rough. Yeah. And he's just like, you don't know the Maddie I know. And clearly, of course they don't. But they're still trying to tell him. I think they're saying real things. Yeah. But I also think that it's not like a perfect girl on one side and then this, this other woman with a bunch of red flags. It's like... Someone that he cares for and maybe is more compatible with, but doesn't want to be with. Yes. And then the person he wants to be with, but isn't necessarily compatible, compatible with. with. So and that's tough. It, neither of these girls. Neither of these girls are yeah. right for him. Barb sits down with Madison. And this gets, like, kind of intense, which yeah. I, I actually enjoyed. Yeah, Barb you know, was on her game. And yeah. so was Madison. <laughs> and I appreciated that they both kind of yeah. said their piece. You know, Barb's like... I love my sons more than anything in the world. She And she asks Madison about religion because Barb has clearly understood that a lot of where this comes from is from the way that uh, Madison observes her faith. Mm-hmm. And Barb's like, look, our family is really spiritual, but how important would it really be to have someone, you know, that's on the same level of faith as you? Because that's not Peter. Peter socializes. He He parties. He parties. And you guys seem to have very different lifestyles. And then she says, like, I don't want anyone to change my son because he is who he is and we love who he is. And she respects her values. But, you know, to tell someone else, uh, you know, there are other girls that he wants to get physical with. uh, That's kind of up to him. It's not really her decision to tell him how to explore these relationships. Right. And I saw where Barb was coming from. Yeah. I'm like, you, you know, you're you're right. And then I also saw where Madison was coming from. Yeah, because she pushes back. She pushes back. And she says, you know, my feelings and emotions are actually just as valid as his are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I like that she said that. And she says, For a 23-year-old, I have to say, Madison was oh, impressing me so wow. much last night with just what she believes and what she wants out of life. Like, she is mature. She is ready. She is, to me, ready for marriage. It just depends on the I think person she, she Yeah, finds. I appreciated <laughs> that she did stand strong, kind of say, like, but I also have an emotional stake in this, and that's what I'm sharing here. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I I just, I'm not going to apologize. I, I do have a little bit of an issue with the fact that she keeps referring to her standards. Yeah. Because I think... And this is the problem in, you know, how some religious communities deal with matters of sex is that I agree every person should have the right to hold sex in whatever vein they, they want. And and also Madison has every right to share with Peter how his actions are going to make her feel. But when you talk about, you know, I'm not going to apologize for my standards, what it implies is that you have standards and other people don't. don't, Or that you have higher standards and they have a low standard if they're going to, you know, be with someone who has slept with other people. Or, or, you know, having sex means you don't have a standard. And I, that, that is where I start to really come into conflict with 
Madison's worldview. Yeah. You know, I don't think that sex is something that determines a standard. standard. And you are allowed, again, a, she is allowed to say, the way I conduct my life, this will really hurt me and it will make it hard for me to be in a relationship with you. That is That's fair. It. Yeah. But it's not that Peter doesn't have a standard or that Matt, or that Hannah Ann does not have high standards. standards. It is. And I think that that is kind of unfair. So I, I saw where Barb was coming from. And I also saw where Madison was coming from. And again, this just speaks to their fundamental um, incompatibility, Madison and, and Peter's. And, you know, they kind of end with Barb saying, like, fighting for the right person is worth it. And Madison being like, yeah. Yeah, sure. But at this point now, not only Madison is realizing that this probably that this isn't is a, the, her person. Right. I think this starts to kind of crystallize yeah. things for Pete's her. Pete's parents are for sure realizing Maddie is... That there's some real yeah, deeper not the one issues here. Yeah. And Madison even says, you know, me and Peter are really on different pages. And going into tomorrow, I have to think about what's best. I do love and care about him. But maybe this isn't what's best for yeah. us. Um, and of course, Pete said, today with Maddie went not necessarily how I wanted it to go. Maddie is the most selfless person that I've ever met in my family. Unfortunately, they don't know Maddie the way I know her, and I'm crazy in love with her. Again, he is just, He's just so, so enamored with her. He is seeing past like, all the differences. And just then, let her go. Just just admit that what... Like, I, at this point, it sort of felt like in this whole episode, he should have kind of pulled a Colton and just said the said, thing. Yeah. Just said, this is over. I'm in a show, but, like, I want who I want, and this is who I want. Mm-hmm. Because he's putting his parents in a position to really kind of shit all over his choice. Yeah. And it's... Which they then do which they in do. a very intense way. And Barb is, is out of control. And I've never seen Pete get kind of, like... Like, clap back to his parents. He was not happy about this. Because he sits down with his mom, and Barb just starts sobbing. And this is where we get the moment we've seen teased all we season. We have been waiting for this moment. And Barb's like, bud, she's not there for you, bud. She's not there for you, bud. I have to tell you something. I said a prayer last night. I said, Lord, please guide Peter today and guide Madison to see where they're at in this relationship. You have a gem waiting for you who is madly head over heels in love with you. And God put her there for you. And Barbara's crying out. Hannah She's just Bring like, it's Hannah And I'm like, Hannah B? Hannah B? Madison? What are you saying? Hannah Ann. She's an angel on earth. Oh, my God. I was shocked. Like, what? She's like, a mother's happening. intuition is never... <laughs> wrong and this is what he claps back he's like mom you gotta stop yeah. this is getting ridiculous mom mom you've gotta, gotta stop. stop and i loved this because great yes draw a boundary peter this is too much and ultimately as a parent you don't actually get to decide who your children are, have feelings for yeah barb thinks that she does but maybe because peter has listened to his parents in the past it seems he has a great relationship with them he takes their advice but this is just you kind of see him being like no like hannah ann isn't the one for me it's maddie and it's always going to be maddie i mean they're just not into it (laughs) she is just you know this goes on for so long there's like two parts of this like there's that first part and then the part that we had seen teased where she's like 
Hannah Ann loves you with all of her heart. Don't let her go. Don't let yeah. her go. Again, this. Bring her home. And it's. And this is where Pete really steps in. He's like, "You, mom, you have, you've got to stop doing this." I'm like, "Is this a thing she does regularly?" Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think he understands Relax, that mom. this is all being filmed, yeah. and this is destroying for Peter the chance to make a decision without having to do a lot of explaining. If it's Madison, yeah, because his now, and if you're a Madison. Or Hannah and, and watching, watching this, this it's oh, no. like, God, I would no. be so checked out. Like, no way. Especially Hannah Ann. If he ends up with Hannah Ann, I don't know how she's going to watch this back and not feel that he is just kind of settling with her because Madison left or. Right. There's just no, there's yeah. no way. And it this whole thing was so wild to me. Even Chris asked the audience, he's like. Is Barb, like, wrong for speaking her mind? Should she have kept her opinions to herself? And they said yes, which I I don't think Barb was wrong in speaking her mind, but I think you have to stop short of emotionally manipulating your children. Yeah. And it's not fair to cry in a way that is basically putting... Like, this is about Peter's emotions. And yeah. I understand being worried that he's going to get himself into a situation where he's fundamentally incompatible with the person he's choosing. And and I don't think it's wrong for them to express their concerns. But also, like, you need to you need to be careful and you need to, like, have, again, have some boundaries and understand that this is not your decision. No. And this isn't about you. Yeah. It's about Peter. We've also seen this manipulation, though, a lot this season. Like, Peter kind of falls for it when women, even his mother, are trying to tell him what to do or what to believe. Um, Pete, just not good at this. Just really not. Just really. And Diggy, you know, made my friend sent me a Diggy tweet from last night, which I think really sums it up. He's like, I don't know if I ever want this dude who can't make tough decisions to fly me in a plane. <laughs> like, fair Which point. way do we go? Oh, fair no. Fair point. <laughs> There's a plane coming right at us. What should I do? <laughs> oh, man. And then after this, we're, we're so far into this episode and then finally we get to the the final dates. Yes. Like, oh, my God, I can't Which believe seem, this. Now, let's talk about the fact that these dates seem, like, flipped. Wouldn't it usually be, like, you meet the parents, then you go on a date, and then the next girl meets the parents and then goes on a date? I couldn't remember how it was done. I should go back and check. It just felt really weird that we got— Well, also, the parent segments are usually a lot shorter than yes. this. Like, they they don't actually—they're not usually the site of, of so so much drama. Yeah. Um, because it does feel like when we get to Hannah Ann's one-on-one final one-on-one dates, that Pete just ha- like doesn't know that Madison left, or maybe he's just trying to hide the fact. To Hannah yeah, Ann, it just well, felt weird. Let's well, we we should definitely get into that because I yeah I, I definitely have some. It was thoughts. a little confusing. It was confusing. But first we get Madison. Yeah, first we get yeah. Madison's date, and Peter's you know disappointed that he had to defend Madison to his family and like. You know, but he was really proud of how she handled herself. Mm-hmm. We see a tiny plane landing. Another, with plane? another plane? It's unbelievable. Madison is in it. And, <laughs> you know, Peter is like, I always saw it being us at the end. Like, yeah. th- it's just there's no contest. Yeah. He's into Madison. It's Madison. And they're going to do a, a tour in a helicopter over Uluru, Uluru. A, a ancient rock cave. And... 
he's like, dream date with a dream girl. It's going to be such a special treat for the two of us. You can have a little helicopter ride as a treat. He's just like, hee, 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 hee. Madison, they, they like fly over Uluru and she's like, holy crap. It's huge. And again, I was just like, oh, man, guys, you're writing the dirty, dirty jokes. Dirty jokes for us. Like, that's what she said. Sorry. Yeah, they canoodle in the helicopter. Uh, you know, Maddie does love Peter, but as great as their relationship is, she's starting to really consider surrendering. It's a theme. Surrender. She used that word a lot in this date. Uh, she seems tell... to be having fun, but she, like mentally, she's just she's done. Yeah, she's done. I think she's done because I think she went into this date knowing this is where I'm breaking up with him. Peter's like, this is my time to convince her to marry me. And Madison's like, I'm done. And so I'm gearing up for this to be the conclusion of our love story. Yes. Uh, they, Peter calls her milady. Oh my god! <laughs> and hopes their love is as strong as that rock over there. You know, that's just what every woman wants to hear. Maddie, our love is as strong as Uluru, <laughs> which is apparently a giant rock in the middle of Australia. He pulls out some sparkling apple juice for Madison. <laughs> he's so proud of himself that he he's like, "Did you know that they make non-alcoholic drinks? <laughs> I found it. They sparkle, sparkling cider, and." Madison kind of gears up for her big speech. She says, you know, it's been amazing. I I came into this process hoping to find love, and I did. But I keep thinking about this thing we keep saying, can love conquer all? And it got me thinking, you know, about love. And she says, you know, I want this so badly. But I think when you want something so badly, a lot of times that means you can't see clearly. Mm -hmm. And as much as we want this... I don't think that we can give each other what we need. And I was like, yes, yes. you're right. Thank you for you're admitting so it. You're so right. Yeah. And Peter's face is just falling. She said, and she continues, you know, Madison says, sometimes I think being a great warrior and being a good fighter is knowing when to surrender. And I do think love still wins because I'm willing to walk away so that you can get what you came here to find. And she also says there's always going to be this level of misunderstanding between them. And she doesn't want it to feel like they have to go into overtime to love each other. And I thought that was also a really, yeah. really self-aware, really, you know, eloquent thing to say. And I, I think she understands it. She's looking at it with sort of these clear eyes saying, love isn't enough. I thought you were going to say love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> But you know what? This is actually the proper use of love is blind in that love is blinding. And it is blinding Peter to the things that are, again, fundamentally incompatible about them. And I don't totally knock Peter for really desperately wanting to make it work because I think from the outside, it's very easy for me to look at this relationship and be like, this is not this is not going to last long term. But. I think I'm probably more like Peter in my, you know, in relationships where I have certainly been in relationships that the other person is arguing very cogently for why this is not working. And I am desperate to work around it. So I understand that feeling of like, no, we're in love and it's so hard to find someone that you feel these things for. So it's supposed to make literally anything work. I think especially when you're kind of at the very beginning of a relationship and you see so much promise and you haven't 
had time to kind of get into that real conflict or get into those real daily incompatibilities. Yeah. And and so I I get why Peter is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm confused. Like you said you could see me getting on one knee and and now you're saying you don't and like Madison is kind of says everything changed for me yeah. the night of overnights. And I think Peter takes that to mean, oh, I had I slept with someone, so that's what it is. But I, I kind of think that what Madison is actually saying is that that night made it clear, clear to her to her yeah. that they see the world and see some really big things in very, very different ways that don't match up she's like you know we're different in lifestyle in faith in the way that we think about marriage and these are real life things and that's the thing like you just mentioned a lot of the bachelor relationships that we've seen are kind of like created on passion or run on passion and pete wants that and he he sees that love and that passionate side but then there's madison who's kind of like bringing out the truth to the situation is that like rationally this isn't going to work out past the show. They can have as much love or passion um, in a sense, but it's not going to get anywhere if they can't fundamentally agree uh, on the way they want a marriage to kind of be or how they see a future. Um, Pete's kind of just wrapped up in the fact that he's madly in love with her. And it's sad. It's sad to see like a relationship end based on that, but it has to end. Like there's no way it, I think it's, it's going to work. Most, to me, that is... It's like a gift that the show is giving us to see a relationship end in this way, actually, because I think that's yeah. that's real life. Uh, and I am gearing up like the whole time. I was just like, oh, man, she's going to freaking come back because this whole time I was like, no, this is this is the correct. You're yeah. making the right decision. Oh, it's a real. I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of feelings really got me in my feelings. It feels. really did. And she says walking away from someone you love is the worst feeling in the and world. And it is. And it is. But also they needed to get out of But you needed to they walk needed away to, from the bugs specifically. Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the flies that were like not even <laughs> like swarming swatting. their face, landing on their face. I just whacked my microphone because I I feel like there's flies in here. It was, it was so, so distracting. They're having this like deeply emotional traumatic conversation and Bugs are just buzzing in their oh. ears and on their face. Can you imagine? For I just, hours. <laughs> the most important conversation they'll ever have. The breakup that is ripping their hearts open and there's just <laughs> bugs everywhere. Everywhere. My worst nightmare. The next morning, Pete wakes up. He's all disheveled sad. and shirtless. I like a sad Peter. I don't sad, know. Kind sad of sexy. Peter. And his sad, tight, sexy like, Pete. tight ankled sweatpants. Yeah, Loved that it. That felt more like a proper Pete styles. Uh-huh. More than that like preppy. Yeah. Collared shirt thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> collared shirt I don't thing. Know. <laughs> Salmon colored. Yeah. And, and then also he wears like a blue polo later. It's it's not good. Yeah, it's not great. He's like, I'm I'm head o- I was head over heels in love with Madison. And he's like, look, overnight my feelings didn't just disappear, but I guess I'm gonna try to pick up those pieces. And so Chris <laughs> Chris Harrison comes in comes in and hey, chats with Peter. Hey bud. Yeah. He's like, look, I heard what happened. Peter says he's still trying to understand that it's actually over. And because when he loves someone, he'll never surrender. surrender. So now surrender is the hot word of the of the season. Oh, God. He's like, that's not me. That's not in me to surrender, even though I get how different we are. But I was ready to just 
just do it with her. I'm sure you were ready to do it do with it. her. You surely you were. You surely were. Um, and he says he's mourning that relationship, but he's also in love with Hannah Ann. And I just don't believe him. But he's never been in this situation before. Where he... Where you're in love with two women? or Yeah, I guess. Which, fair, but fair, also... But... Look, I think he really cares about Hannah Ann. He really wants it to be there, but it's, it's not there. Yeah. Because he's like... Uh, he doesn't know how he's going to move on. He's too brokenhearted. But he still wants the love. So it's up in the air right now. And then we get to Hannah Ann and Peter's date, in which he does not disclose to her that Madison has left. And this is what you were getting at earlier, Lee. My instinct was that at least the that this date had to have been filmed earlier. Yeah. Because she was the first one to meet the parents, so wouldn't she naturally be the first one to have the date? Yeah. And he would still clearly be upset anyway about Madison for what they were going right. through. And he's trying to figure out who's the better fit. I mean, that was my instinct. I'm not sure if that's Because Peter, true. as we've seen, like, Peter really can't lie. Like, he doesn't, like, hold anything in. And also, if he goes through this whole date and, like, if he goes through this whole date and it was filmed after and he didn't disclose to Hannah Ann that she's the only one left, that feels crappy. Yeah. It, I, I just feel like also they could have maybe had a fewer... I mean, more conversation, more real conversations. If he had just said, listen, you're the only woman left and it's really just you and me. But now we have to figure out how we're going to make this work. Is is this the right thing? Um, of course, she doesn't want to hear that, but she should kind of know that she's the only one left. I would like to know if I was the only one left. Like she's already panicking enough. I just felt bad for her knowing what we know and knowing that she doesn't know any of it unless... Unless it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. I don't know. I was know. just confused. I was confused. It, I thought it the continuity was a little unclear. They start their date with a, a bright neon Jeep pulling up and a man gets out and he's just like, let's go see some G'day. animals in the outback. Good day, <laughs> Sheila. Uh, and kangaroos. They're around orphan kangaroos. I was Which like, is this so is the sweet. greatest date. I mean, look, you know I, I have been to Australia. I've hung out with kangaroos what? and it was a life peak of mine. I also Eskimo kissed a koala bear a baby no. koala bear it was it, it, like being in the in, at an australian um wildlife reservation was truly one of the best experiences of my life so i thought that this date ruled. this could cure peter's broken heart is what you're saying oh yeah just they, nuzzling just like kangaroos playing with kangaroos peter's like full swaddling like a baby kangaroo it's so cute, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> i love kangaroos i love them and this you know gets pete in a better mood he says hannah ann is someone he wants to pick first every day for the rest of his life the thing I is think he wants to but he will not he is he not. hasn't he has not. he hasn't i laughed at that line to be honest pete says to hannah ann that he's really appreciated her being there for him and never wavering yeah being a bedrock for him i thought this was kind of crappy yep again just like He's like, yeah, I love you because you're my emotional support. Yeah. And we see Hannah Ann kind of break finally later where it's like, that's not how relationships work. It's not up to just one person to do all of the emotional labor. Yeah. She's like, I've given and I've given and I've given and I need something in return. And all I'm thinking is if Madison is gone, he can give her something in return. He just is choosing not to. Right. And Hannah Ann even says, you know, she senses that something's off. She feels really nervous. She feels like she's laid her heart out there and the decision is now up to Peter. And she just wants to take advantage of the time they have left. 
And, you know, that night, Hannah Ann says, like, her love for Peter is different than anything she's experienced. And she has no doubts or confusion. But she wants someone who's, who's as committed as she is. Yeah. And, and she wants the, to be chosen. She right. wants somebody to choose her. As the we night all portion do. of this date. I mean, also part of me wondered, was the night portion filmed at a different time? Yeah. Like, I needed to understand more well, about the Because Peter filming. is telling her it's been, like, a tough week, and he's just being pulled in two different directions. Also, Hannah Ann was Maddie fully dressed up. Yeah. Hannah Ann was dressed up, and Peter showed up looking like a schlub. He's, he's like, extremely casual. He's sad. He's so sad he can't even get dressed. I, I Maybe was, he lost his suitcase. Maybe that's why his fashion Yeah. Is. I don't know, man. Something was going on. I'm like... Was he trying, did he intend to have a different conversation with her and he chickened out? It was, it was hard to tell, but he was, did not come correct to this night portion of the date. And, you know, again, he's like, you've been that rock for me every step of the way. And she's like, yeah, but also, you know, you have to be my rock. Yeah. She's like, I'm just speaking from the heart when I'm telling you how I feel. I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. I just want you to choose me for who I am if that's what you want to do. And at this point, Pete just pauses and sighs heavily, (laughs) which is not what I would want to hear. No, or just see. Or just be around. Yeah, what I would want to be around. It's not the vibe that I'd want to be around. And he says, you know, it's just tough. My heart's being pulled in different directions. And Hannah Ann's like, that's not what I want to hear. And this is where she really just kind of breaks down. She's like, I respect your honesty, but I can't do anything more. And this is where I liked her. Yeah. She's finally realized that, like, I am being a pillar of support for him, but I'm literally getting nothing in return. And also that's not like you cannot just be agreeable all the time yeah. and never have needs. And I think a, this is indicative of something that a, the message a lot of women receive. And because I feel like I fought against that, like my instinct is to always, you know, to try to suppress my own needs in order to be agreeable and diffuse situations and make sure the other person is comfortable in the hopes that eventually that will lead to my needs being met. And like, that is not, that's not a way to live. Yeah. She needs to be affirmed herself. Like she needs Peter to be able to ask for that affirmation. She needs Peter to tell her at least like, I care deeply about you. Even if he's struggling, he's basically just saying things that make her question if he's even into this or not and she says even like you just seem to not completely be there yeah and he says he wants to be so certain which again that made me think that this we're seeing this out of order because i want to be like peter this is certain there's only one woman left you have one person a few choices and like a lot of them involve breaking up with hannah ann that's it yeah (laughs) choosing her or leaving her there's no no other situation right now. So that's, yeah, I was a little confused with that. Um, and now Hannah Ann's at her breaking point. And she so starts crying. He's kind of, if Madison is gone and this is how he's treating Hannah Ann, he's really shot himself in the foot because both these women are like, checked out. Yeah. Hannah Ann is just like, I'm scared to hear that Pete's heart is being pulled in two different directions. She's scared to lose him. 
She feels like her heart is breaking and she wants all she wants when he leaves is to beg him to tell her what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, man, me and my anxiety uh. disorder just really felt for Hannah Ann in this. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's rough. Yeah, because apparently the proposal's happening tomorrow, um, which is intense because as we see in a clip, it appears Madison is on her way back and she feels she made a mistake. Well, I want to talk about this and hear your <laughs> predictions. I yeah. think that so we in in the credits, we saw something teased. We saw a sit down with between Chris Harrison and Madison teased in which he says, so you regret what you did. And yep. she says, yes. And he said, so you're in love with Peter. And she says, yes. They made made it look and seem as though this moment that we've seen all season where Chris Harrison approaches Peter on a mountain to tell him something <laughs> that shocks him is that Madison is coming back. Yeah. I don't know that I think that's what happens. I think that Chris has that sit down with Madison later, later. on in back in the States. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that there he's telling him something else. I mean, maybe that Madison is conflicted and then Peter says no, but then she comes back again after he's in the states and with hannah ann and then he changes his mind yeah we have to figure out why uh, why is peter crying on a bed does hannah ann and also why is peter right maybe hannah ann says that she's thinking about leaving because she finds out that madison has left like i suspect it's some combination of these things not just that like madison has flown back and he gets engaged to one of them and that's the end. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's no, no, no. the end. Because uh, then, of course, too, we see Peter with a haircut. Apologizing to someone. Yes. So either he's apologizing to Madison, but it honestly, at this point, I thought it would was Madison, but now I kind of think it's Hannah Ann. Like, he's apologizing for kind of dragging her, her through along. all this. So do I. And I think he's breaking up with her, even if he left Australia with her. I think he's breaking up with her. Yeah, it could be. Or apologizing for for keeping her in limbo in some way. It could be that P- uh, Peter finds out that Madison's having, you know, doubts about why she left. And that's what Chris tells Peter. And then he just decides to break up with Hannah Ann. And then when they get back to the States, Chris sits down with Madison. Madison and Pete meet back up. Pete meet up with Hannah Ann to apologize for all the crap that went down. I just don't know if he's with anybody. Honestly, I he's definitely he's not engaged. Not. He's definitely, he's not, definitely engaged. not engaged. He might be dating one of these women. My guess is that he is in some way, shape, or form involved with Madison. Yeah. That would be my guess. And I think it's a mistake. Let's hope for Hannah Ann's sake that they are not together. Seriously, that because that is not fair to her. Yeah. Um, or Peter might just be alone. Or with Hannah B. <laughs> God, a girl can dream. <laughs> and now it's time for Feminism Fails. Is it time, though? Uh, in fact, we do not have any. Just a whole lot of weirdness. Lots and lots of strange energy happening on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, feminism fails, uh, which is a good sign, I guess. Yeah, Maybe? progress. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our queen with the most beautiful heart. And son. 
Hawk and small son, Claire Fallon, and of course, our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Peter's season recaps and give us a five-star rating and review. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Lee Blickley and at Lee BZ. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back tomorrow with the dramatic part two finale of The Bachelor. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.